I don't think there's anything wrong with the way I termed that. I mean, I was adjacent to Homestar. Like, I, I knew of it. I knew of Trogda or the Bird of Evil. And I knew, of, like, how weird that artwork was. No, it just... I mean, I have to think about the word... Phrasing it with the word adjacent. And I was like... Okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, I don't think you are part of the... The modern crew, because uh, all of us young folks use that word. Yeah. Adjacent is quite. It's part of the the populist nomenclature, if you will. Weird. <laughs> but yeah, we've so already if you're started running recording. parallel to Homestar Runner. I was adjacent, so I was just next to it. Didn't have to be parallel necessarily. I know, but what if you're parallel? You are. That means you're treading the same path as Homestar Runner. No, but you're parallel. But you are not Homestar Runner. You're parallel to him, so you wouldn't be treading the same path. You'd be walking next to him the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you're treading the same path? No, not the same path, because then you'd have to actually be in his footsteps. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. A similar path. Mm-mm. Still not. Hmm. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't. But you know what? It does matter? Hmm. The MVG Podcast. And that is us. We're here. We've been recording. <laughs> of course, as usual. <laughs> I had, in this instance, I had no clue. And you shouldn't. And I think that's how it should be. Um, <laughs> I I'm Will. No and that's so ridiculous. across from me is David. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're doing the thing. Yep. We record. We edit. No, sorry. We record. I edit. And then uh, I put it out on the internet for you guys to listen to. I produce. I write stuff up and we talk about it. That there, that happens. Um, but we're not talking about you. We're talking about me. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the yeah. Keep today, going. Today's I want to hear more about you. To, well, well, it's very interesting. Like <laughs> the topic of our podcast. <laughs> well, uh, I asked Will what the topic should be, mm-hmm. and he actually didn't have anything for me and so what i decided to do is we're going to do a whole podcast Mm -hmm. on cooking oh Um, sweet i like cooking are we gonna make macaroni and cheese on the podcast why not uh you know i thought we'd talk about some of our some of the food we really like to prepare and and some of our our cooking tips for our audience oh this is a very interesting choice of topics (laughs) it is not what we're talking about but we are going to constantly say the word interesting, and we're always going to say it with some kind of emphasis, so it's always going to be like, interesting. Um, but, you know. That is interesting. That's an interesting design decision for this podcast. I know. Exactly. We. <laughs> that's the topic. You probably already read a title, so you already know what it is. Or they didn't. Or now they do. Maybe they're listening to the previous one. In oh, and it just went on to the yep. next one. They didn't get to see the title. Just like, oh, look at that. I get to hear these guys' voice again. Like, oh, darn. <laughs> I was about to do the voice again. How do I turn <laughs> this thing off? Oh, I just want to skip. <laughs> uh, so I bring up food and cooking because... What? Final Fantasy fifteen. What? You can make some... Like the... the the food that they have that you can eat and prepare in it it's is extremely... Yeah. And it looks so freaking delicious. I guess. It does, man. So, <laughs> I mean. I brought this one up first just because, like. <laughs> I've discovered a new recipe. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why. <laughs> well, 
I mean, there's a lot of effort to make these foods look scrumptious, you mm-hmm. know. Scrum diddly umptious. But this is a lot of work mm-hmm. that they could have, you know. Put into the actual game. Mm. Yeah. And the story. Yeah. Mm. And the character development. Yeah. Mm. And maybe not making half of their story be DLC packets, but, you know. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this whole episode is going to be very tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, you, you pretty much had it on the head. I mean, this is this is kind of what this, some of what this podcast is about. Just stuff that may, I mean, cool. You know, it's, it, I mean, it looks it looks amazing. Right. It looks amazing, but. The game, the whole game looks amazing. Do you remember when you first fought that, like, the big old, uh, the big old, like, tall bronchiosaurus, brachiosaurus looking thing? Um, and I think they just call him the, the, the Adam and toys, the turtle thing, but it's not really, I don't really remember if I played this game. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. I was kidding. I do remember when they were going past it and there are, and like all of them like sit up in the car and like, Whoa, look at that. Yeah. So there was the one that was standing tall and then there was the one that was like actually like the world boss or whatever, because there was like the big one that actually looked like the old Adam and toys, like a big turtle. And then there's the other one that kind of looked like a, like I said, like a giraffe brontosaurus thing. Again, I don't, I don't think I played this game. Do you remember Final Fantasy? Remember in Final <laughs> Fantasy 13 then? When you yes. fought the tall things in the, in the planes there or the giraffes, the, the pretty much the giraffe yeah. things. Yeah. Those things were in Final Fantasy 15 as well. They were. And then there was the actual huge turtle that was like as big as one of the summons. Yeah. Like no, I definitely right? remember that. Yeah. Okay. So those are what I was talking about from the trailer. Because I'm like I said, I don't think I played it. You never played Final Fantasy 15? I played it. I don't think you belong on this podcast. Maybe you <laughs> should go home. Wow, that's simple as that. Abrupt. Yeah. It was an interesting decision on my part. This will be our quickest podcast. Yeah. Very interesting. What do you got next? Well, so I pretty much thought of this uh you okay over there yeah i thought i heard some noises <laughs> i probably did um well this is not a horror podcast so it could be a horror podcast hearing strange voices and sounds or i could just be going insane because this podcast is moving slow <laughs> all right moving on uh so i kind of with uh death stranding releasing previously to this podcast i kind of thought it would be a good idea to ta- start talking about these interesting designs decisions such as the actually fact i think by the time this episode hits death training will already be out yeah it'll, it's already out oh okay yeah are we time traveling into the future or into the past i don't know time keeps on slipping. a little both oh geez <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so oh, geez. so kojima well first of all Kojima decided that Conan O'Brien, so Conan O'Brien visited Kojima in Japan Mm -hmm. and they talked about the game and then Kojima asked if Conan O'Brien wanted to be in the game, Mm -hmm. which of course it said yes. And now Conan O'Brien is actually in the game. Yeah, of course. Why not? Why not? I mean, everything that Kojima makes, he makes based on the things he likes and the things that he... He is inspired by, and if he likes Conan O'Brien, then of course. If Conan O'Brien says yes to being put in the game, why would he say no? Well, on that subject of 
uh, Kojima putting things in the game that he likes. Um, Norman Reedus has the ability to pee in the game. Okay, of course. Uh, he, <laughs> he has the ability to shower in the game. Ooh. <laughs> and for whatever reason, uh, you can have Norman Reedus go in the mirror and like make funny poses and stuff. Also, there's apparently a thing similar to what happens in Nier Automata, where if you try to peek up, like if you try to move the camera to look up her dress, she like constantly sh- like shoes the camera away. Right. Norman Reedus wears a dress in this? No, but if you stare at Norman Reedus' crotch, apparently he goes, and he like slaps the, <laughs> the, cam- the camera away. <laughs> yep. Which, of course, So the somebody... camera is Kojima. Yes. Kojima's just obsessed with Norman Reedus' junk. Or maybe. Um, as with many as other people said, in the, the world, the, so, you know. He said the things he likes he puts thing? in his games. Exactly. I also saw something uh, like... Like aver- they, he even put advertisements for Norman's, Norman Reedus's, uh, like his TV shows, into the game. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean, in Metal Gear Solid Five, he added like they're all like the little anime posters and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and like the little propaganda things and stuff. Like they were all like either paying homage to, um, like some of the TV movies that he liked, or TV movies. Well, paying homage to some of the movies that he liked. Or even just kind of making fun of, uh, uh, not making fun of, I guess, but like the culture, because anime girls and whatnot. Yeah. And all these people are deployed. They've got to look at something, that kind of thing. Can you remember in like Metal Gear Solid, it was like Sons of Liberty, where like I played the demo for that way back in the day, and mm-hmm. like when you would hide in the in the locker, and then be that poster of the like the bikini chick in the, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. inside the door of the locker, and you're like, why did they put this here? And then you think Kojima uh, was probably like. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is interesting that uh, you know. I mean, so with Metal Gear Solid Five, he was he was really restrained with you know. I'm pretty sure pretty sure Konami was you know really dictating. You know, you you heard the rumor that he was in his own room and the only way he could relay yeah, he was like locked away. Yeah, and he could only relay <laughs> he could only relay messages to people. They had to have it delivered mm-hmm. to the other people, which is funny because this is almost like how what this game's about yeah him just delivering packages what if this whole thing is like uh like fantasy autobiographical yeah about his experience making metal gear solid 5 mm-hmm. it probably i mean it's probably a little bit of inspiration but also i mean also metal gear solid 5 was so good <laughs> well kojima's doing whatever he wants in this game mm-hmm. you know and he has with no restraint Mm-hmm. And uh, also something I think is I I love is that uh, you know obviously he he used Norman Reedus again, but he also used uh, Del Toro in in the game, mm-hmm. and you already know that. And Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, but mostly the big the big those are the big two, just because those are the two people he's going to work with on PT mm-hmm. or the Silent Hill game. Do you ever play the PT? No. Really? Why would I do that? I barely played Resident Evil 7. Why it's would I not Resident my... Evil. It's Silent Hill. Yeah, but it's still like... I don't play scary games like that. Uh, I should... Uh, so I have it on my PS4, so... Oh, you're one of the few. You know you can sell that for like lots of money. I right? heard that. That's Just go buy another PS4. Weird. And then uninstall everything else. And uh, just leave that on there and, and sell it off. Make some money. Well, it's technically on my account. So I'd be selling my account. Because I think you can re-download it if if you're logged in with your account. Oh, but you have physical games, so it doesn't matter, right? 
Well, not with that one. That was never physical. I know, but you have physical games for all your other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it shouldn't matter. You'll yeah. be good to go. Man, that sucks that you didn't play that. It was. Does li- it though? It was probably. I don't like, think I'm missing anything. <laughs> it was probably the scariest game I've ever played, which is saying something because it was just a, a demo. Yeah. It's a but, sign of things to come. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, it was perfect for the, the Silent Hill genre, too, because the whole demo was about this. You're basically a descent into madness, and that's was kind of the original design goal of the original Silent Hill games. Mm-hmm. And they lost that focus with later Silent Hill games. Did you see the boundary break that they did for... Um, oh, maybe it wasn't boundary break. I think it was just a modder who found out that in the PT demo that the the monster that's always chasing you oh it's always behind you it's always behind you that's creepy yeah that's pretty cool though it's a nice little little easter egg if or maybe it's just like a a programmer thing that they need to keep the model constantly loaded into memory so they wanted to make sure like if you made a wrong turn or if you open the wrong door or whatever then it would pop out because it was already preloaded oh it's kojima so i mean there could be he knows that people do that they Mm -hmm. they they Whatever you call it, break they call it breaking the game or hacking, hacking, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Junk. So I'm I'm sure he knows people do that, and so he probably loaded it in thinking that people are gonna do that, and they're gonna be like, whoa, that is kind of creepy, which adds to it. Right. What do we got next? All right, so uh, I just randomly looked at the on the interweb i was kind of looking for other interesting design choices and i came across a one of those top 10 lists do we have to actually do like all the number 10 (laughs) you can do it this time okay uh this is from what culture and uh oh you don't have the list though um i have a link to the list oh there you go look it up let's go let's go let's go so i'll just start the first one number 10 oh that was lame (laughs) Uh, Splatoon 2 opening announcements. Uh, so they forced the cutscenes. So every time in before before a match, they would have like they'd have these two commenters, and they would force you to watch this whole thing before the match started. Like you couldn't skip it at all. Okay. That's an interesting design decision. Yeah, I feel like these are just like bad di- design decisions. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it says ridiculous design decisions. Oh, yeah, it is a little ridiculous. It is. You know what's also ridiculous? Hmm. All the ads on this page. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just say that's then. an interesting design decision. <laughs> uh, you gotta make money somehow. Mm. Uh, number nine was. Uh, Speaking of which, this week's episode was sponsored by. What was it sponsored by? I don't know. Activia. Keep you regular. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis. You know. <laughs> cool. Uh cool. <laughs> so number nine was uh staying still to aim in Resident Evil Four, which kind of fit with It kind of fits with the the, the other idea. games, yeah. Yeah. It basically they were making control a, like a tank. Yeah, well you're making a three D Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. All the other three Resident Evil Resident Evil games were a tank controls. Um did you ever play a game for super I don't know? Sega Genesis called Gunstar Heroes. Yes. So, do you remember in we that actually game? Played it actually, huh? We actually played it together. I don't remember things. Um, 
there was two there's two options there's the fixed shot and then there's the free shot so mm-hmm. like yeah, one yeah, person yeah. actually has to do what you have to do in resident evil they had tank controls kind of 2d obviously so it was just right. like uh you have to stand still to shoot everywhere and then the other one was free shot so i think you lose the range that you can shoot or like the place that you can shoot because you always have to move to get there um but it was pretty it was cool that anyway, part i have no clue i loved it anyways that, that just reminded me of it when you said stand still thing. anyways uh, well, this one definitely is interesting. Uh, so number eight. This is, I think this is for like regular Nintendo. Number eight. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Conan, the mysteries of time. Uh, they had you use the down button to jump. I wonder if that means like down to crouch. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking that maybe they thought that yeah like you'd have, you, to crouch, you have to crouch to jump higher, and right? then you release the the down button and you would jump then. So it was, it's that one was more of an interesting design decision as opposed to a ridiculous one, but okay. I agree. Uh, oh, number seven. <laughs> uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, I don't remember this. <laughs> I, saw the, I, I remember don't remember this, this at all. Random tripping? It was due uh, to certain characters. No, it was all the characters. No. Yeah, it was all the characters. Let me read a little bit. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> so if you tripped, RN Jesus has turned his back on you. Yeah. Hmm. Go figure. That's definitely interesting. But why? Like what I wonder if it's like supposed to be like a uh, like an equalizing thing. So like people who were so efficient, but then there was like that half there's like this half a percentage of a chance that they would like trip and maybe give them but everyone, everyone has this exact same chance I, of tripping, right? So it keeps it equal no matter what. That's what I'm saying. That's what, it's an equalizer. Well, I thought you meant like it's an equalizer, like people with different skill levels. Like if they are higher skill level, they're more likely to trip or something like that. That would be an equalizer. Oh yeah, I guess that would be the like a sliding scale kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that would suck got to tie their shoes i guess i don't know yeah that could be it maybe they're they're really adept at fighting but just tying shoes is, that's where they <laughs> draw the line yeah. they telling their left and right they don't wear shoes but it doesn't really matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah number six <laughs> uh this one is anthem uh that's a whole design decision that was bad like the whole game oh the whole game yeah oh well, it's not. That's not what they put. But I'm gonna just say the whole game was a bad design decision. I thought, weren't you? Are you even? Are you even allowed to talk about it? Weren't you uh, part of the beta or whatever? Was it that game? The alpha, yeah. Or alpha. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But you liked it when you played the alpha. You liked it. Yeah. But then when the game came out, for some reason they ruined it. It made no sense. That is. That doesn't make any sense. Well, because here's the thing. When you play an alpha or a beta, you expect there to be things that are missing. Mm-hmm. You expect there to be limited content. You expect there to be limit, limited inventory, limited items, all those kinds of things, because the game should not be complete. That's what you're helping with. You're helping to give them feedback so that they can complete the game, right? Or they can get, uh, present the game in its entirety whenever it reaches full version one or whatever. This game stayed in beta, stayed in alpha as it was released and never got better. And that was the problem. Weird. But what... What? Okay, here's the thing, though. Who made this game? Is it EA? Bioware. Bioware. So EA Bioware. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's, so they released it, and then like they had like these large inventory screens, and they didn't even have enough items to fill them. They had these like large inventories for like how many like suits you can get, or like the type of like modifications for your suit, and they never even had enough modifications to fill those up. Like, like that's like making a game with uh with like a limited pack space or whatever, right? And saying, oh, you can only hold twenty items at once, and then only creating ten items for the game. <laughs> Like that was what they did. Well, okay, you're and, right. This is filled with interesting design decisions. Yeah. Well, it's not really interesting design decisions. It's probably that. Well, there because there was a big budget restraint. There was a big lean on like making sure that like you can customize your frame and, like as right. much as you want, right? And then the all the customizing parts. Like I said, the box. My friend had actually collected them all, and there was like at least fifteen more slots left open in the box, and he had already got everything. Like, Just in case. I mean, I haven't played it since they did that the big uh, their big update. But mm. otherwise, that game just made well, a lot I mean, of they, poor decisions. It could be like Canada, where they make their roads bigger, mm-hmm. just in anticipation of more traffic later on. Oh, or or you could be I five and just constantly do construction on one of the busiest <laughs> highways. <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> in the gut of right in the middle of the busiest sections and. All of the junctions, and then be doing it for like twenty years, and then, then, then like when you get old and you're talking to your kids about like the the highway, you're like I remember when I was in grade school and they were still building on that highway. <laughs> I, my my uh, my real dad like like we'll be in we'll be in traffic. Well, I'll, I'll go visit him in uh, Kansas City, and there'll be it'll be like rush hour or whatever. But there's like lane there's roads from every direction to get to Kansas city, mm-hmm. but he's still like complaining about it. And there's no cars at all. The thing is, at least we have something to complain about. That's true. Uh, so in this instance, uh, they wrote up that the, the javelins or the iron man suits, uh, they over, they were overheating to keep the, the group together. I guess. I, well, they also want, I, I can, you can tell that they were actually going for this idea that technically if we left the boosters like infinite or whatever, then you could go past the bounds of the areas that we made. And in order to prevent mm. that, um, limit mobility to, or what do you call it? It's like a, well, this, this article stated that it was, it the whole purpose of it was to keep, cause it's an online game. You're working as a team mm-hmm. and that was to keep everyone still like close proximity to each other. I'm I'm sure that that's probably what they said, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it was just like, oh, we don't want you flying too high. <laughs> I like that the actual thing that this article said, you're like, okay, well, I can I can understand I mean, that. That one. one's actually like, uh, okay, cool, <laughs> but everything else sucks. <laughs> uh, another also, one, actually, hold on, the graphics were good. Let's just give yeah, it that. The no, graphics were some of I the mean, most yeah, beautiful. Yeah, when I saw I've it, I was like, whoa, this looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, another one that did that was the the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Do you remember that? Yes. Where you had the you had to have some was it somebody had to be the designated crystal holder where they had to hold this crystal and yeah my brother and I had Game Boy Advances hooked up to our GameCube so we could play that game. Oh, you used the you what? have to you had to, in order to play multiplayer properly you had to have a Game Boy Advance and the connection to your GameCube and then it give you like a second screen on your Game Boy Advance and then and you would use that as your controller and then two generations later they make the Wii U. Yep. The thing is, they've been wanting to do, do this for the longest it? time. Did they remake it for the Wii U? Um, no, they just re. I think they just. Re- I think sense. they're remastering it now for the Switch. Oh, okay. Which makes perfect sense as well. Yeah, it makes sense. 
Number five. Uh, Breath of the Wild weapon durability. So that was like the like the most highly contested feature of that game. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't. I mean, what if I fall in love with this weapon and I want to be able to constantly use it and it always breaks? And I think we might have talked about we this did before. talk about it. Well, we can you can say it again. I actually like I hated it, but after your explanation, I still hated it, but yeah. I understood it at least. So. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's part of the whole survival aspect of the game. Um, it's part of the whole exploration thing of the game. And you getting connected to a weapon kind of uh, negates exploring and looking for other things. And that whole game is about exploration. So I think, in my opinion, good design decision. I mean, yep. this is annoying. It feel it how feels you annoying. Will. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all. That's all. Anyways, I'm trying to click the link. It's taking forever. <laughs> oh, ooh, I like this. Can I talk about this one? Yeah, okay. this one's definitely you. Number four, uh, the auction house in Diablo three. That was. It had to be like one of the. Like it had to be the one time in a video game where I was like, "Ooh, I can make some money off of this," um, because I would I played Diablo three a lot, and then whenever I played it back then, it was like, "Oh my gosh." If I run these things and I get like a legendary equipment, I can sell it on the auction house. Wait. For so real money. For real money? For real money. People did, were selling gold this? for real money. I sold some things, but I I didn't not I didn't sell anything that was rare enough that would garner me like thousands of dollars or whatever. Man, rich people. Yeah. Exactly. The whales. <laughs> the whales. Okay. That's what that's what they're called in in like mobile games and games where you can make money off of in game rich, rich people are called whales. The, no, no, people who put mo- or uh, so they may or may not okay. be actually rich, but they put all the money into the games. So they're the people who will buy the ninety nine dollar pack of crystals or whatever, um, and they're they're the ones pretty much single handedly supporting the game, and that's why they design mechanics for that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, we can we can have like a whole podcast about that crap. You can. In game monetization. Oh. No. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. But yeah, the auction house did that so you can sell things for real money. It kind of eliminated the whole idea that um Diablo was always about RNG and about the the loot hunt or whatever, and they actually just got rid of it altogether. Um because of that. Because people were just buying the good equipment. Um, oh, it has good rolls. Look, this one has perfect rolls. Okay, cool. And you just buy it off the auction house, and I've got the best build now. <laughs> With real money. Well, I mean, it's, it's just basically like... And I think Blizzard took a cut of everything, so yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and then oh. we're going to move on to number three. Number three. Oh, okay. well, I was going to save that until after. Oh, okay. My bad. Well, we can, <sighs> you can just erase that. Lame. <laughs> And we're back. Number three. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, Witcher 3, uh, cutscenes can't be paused. That, that's a, just a problem with all video games. That, there, like, there's a lot the of early them. era that, like the, like the Nintendo and Super Nintendo and well, Genesis and early PlayStation games and even PS2 games. And I guess, like, those games where, like, the cinematics are on rails most of the time. And for some reason... I think it has to do with, so it's Witcher 3, mm-hmm. so I think it has to do with the fact that it's a PS4 game, or PS4 era. I, I don't know. No, I think that's just an oversight, because I feel like everybody else could have paused games. Like, 
There's no reason why you... Oh, back in the day? Yeah, Yeah. and technically in The Witcher, like, every line of dialogue can be skipped. So you can, like, keep on pressing X and just keep on skipping dialogue until they have to, like, walk across somewhere and Mm -hmm. then they just kind of do the walk real quick and then boom. And you're back to dialogue and you can X, 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 X. But you can't pause it. What if you hit, like, the PlayStation button? I think it might... Like, there's some games you hit the PlayStation button and it still, like, runs the stuff in the background. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Either way... I think this only, um, yeah. I especially hate it because, so whenever my wife or my kids come into the room mm-hmm. and I'm playing a game and there's a cutscene, like, they just, they just start talking. Yeah, and you just finished, like, two hours of romancing Yennefer and you're, like, you're about to get <laughs> down and you're trying to pause because they don't need to see all that and they don't understand and how much can't. effort you put into there and you can't, and you can't pause in there. <laughs> I didn't get that far in the game. It happens to the best of us. Is that her name? Yennefer? There's Yennefer, Triss. I can't remember the first chick's name. And then I can't remember the chick in the, the expansion that I'm currently playing. Let's say it like this. I have done my darndest. I've got... Let's see. I've only done two. And then Yennefer and Triss found out that I was trying to romance both of them at the same time. And they were like, nah. And so they, they teamed up. And they made it seem like, oh, yeah... About to be a thruple here, and then <laughs> nothing happened. They just tied me to the bed and left me there. Like, nah, homie, you ain't you ain't finna fin- ain't finna work th- work those games around here. Not today. That's pretty hilarious. And then I just kind of was like, dang it. And Gerald was <laughs> like, mm, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But yeah, um, the biggest problem I think with like the whole uh, pausing or even, I think. When I see pausing cutscenes, I think of like skipping them. I think about mm-hmm. like, like fast forwarding through them somehow, or even like getting to the part that I really want to get to. Like maybe I've already seen the other part before, and I had to, I don't know, I had to close the game out because I had to go to something else or whatever. Um, is that it? Always seems like the unskippables or the unpausables like either happen right after something that maybe you want to take a break after like a long boss battle or whatever, or they happen um, like right before something and you're taking a pause because you know that there's going to be a big boss battle and you can't. I feel like I have this written down somewhere, but or, or in this podcast, but uh, when they have the save point mm-hmm. right before like unskippable cutscenes, Yeah. Ugh. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. And then you just happen. Like if you try to bite, trying to beat the boss, you die and then you have to go yeah. through the whole thing all over again. It's the most annoying thing ever. And then you go downstairs, you make yourself some food, and you come back, it's still going. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or the ones that, before voice acting became a big thing, they didn't go through the cutscene itself, so you had to click every time oh, the yeah, dialogue yeah, yeah. box came up, so you actually still had to sit there for it. <laughs> Ugh, back when we had, like, wires on our controllers, ugh. But we were younger, and we had more patience for that stuff. Yeah, I was I was but a baby back then because I am also like I'm super young. I don't I don't, I don't whatever. Age. All right, <laughs> moving on. Also, if you heard that snicker in the background, that's my my good friend Chris. He will one day be on an episode, but who knows when? For today, he's our live studio audience. <laughs> okay, it's just one person. <laughs> Ugh. Well, you're right. There is only one person in the God, audience, so that, would, that actually here. works. <laughs> <laughs> There's the booth. Of course. Um, number two. 
Uh, I don't even know if you ever played these games. Mario Party 6 and 7. Did you just say, did I ever play Mario Party? What's your problem? I don't even know if you do. Yeah, I like Mario Party. Did you play Bomberman? At your house. Okay. I, I mean, Mario Party and Bomberman, those are like... Those were our favorite drinking games. So I do, yeah. I do not partake. <laughs> so, uh, so in in Mario Party six and seven, uh, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> I couldn't re- let the record stand <laughs> that you you never partake. I've I've been inebriated on many occasions. Okay. okay. Uh, so they added a microphone to the mini games. Yeah, and I remember the ones where you had to like blow on the yeah. controller and it was really awkward. Well, the awkward part is when your super competitive friends like like when they really like yeah. And then they start like spitting all over the controller. Yes. Yes, yes it's, this happens. Oh. And they're like I can blow harder than anybody can blow. Yeah. Phrasing. Um <laughs> I actually Exactly. I feel like I should have sound like a pirate when I said that. Ah, I can. <laughs> um, no, let's not. Let's not. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was younger. Um, I think. Let's see, it was like a. It had to be like maybe like eight or nine, like birthday party. Or we talking about had, blowing. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You said it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was a birthday party, and um, there was a birthday cake and the candles and everything. And for some reason, we had like friends over, and my my mom had the foresight to make multiple cakes because we went to blow out the candles. And for some reason, all the kids joined in, and it was just a bunch of like spittle blowing. <laughs> like nobody could blow with just air. It was just all over the place. And my mom was like, "Y'all can have that cake," and they had another one for the adults. And as kids, I don't think we necessarily thought about it until she mentioned it, and that then nobody wanted to eat that cake. Well, here's, these here's my thought process. So. You're all you're all spitting on the cake and everything. You mm-hmm. eat this cake, mm-hmm. and then there's mono that you can get from swapping saliva, or 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 radioactive saliva, and we could all get superpowers. Sweet. There we go. Is there a real superhero that does this? I, what would their superhero you know, power be by like? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is Toad. It, you know, he's a mutant though, but. So I, if they radi- didn't want to make him a mutant, that could have been how he got his powers. Okay, yeah, he just radi- he 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 ingested some radioactive saliva, but then who's who's the one spitting out the radioactive saliva, or is it just uh, by like? Oh, it's good. It's it, the mixture. It's cause the mixture parents. of all these DNAs together. No, it's their parents. They worked at a um, at a nuclear factory, and they came home, mm-hmm. and so it's Homer Simpson. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they came home and then they were cooking something and like the tip of their lab coat or whatever got in the in the soup and then they the kid ate the soup right and then they, but it just happened to be that one small portion and so they've been like harboring these radioactive like saliva DNA stuff or whatever and so then whenever it's given to somebody else and it mixes with their DNA and their saliva then it creates a power that gives them gives them the ability to, like I don't know to shoot out like loogies like super fast or something I don't know. Um, like that can like All right. penetrate. So we've walls just designed a comic. Yes. Nice. Loogie man. So I well okay. So I the <laughs> the the spit saliva and the mono. I know you don't really <laughs> spit saliva and mono. Let's go. <laughs> I know you don't really follow football, but there was just like so the the quarterback of the the Jets, mm-hmm. like after a week one of the season, he ended up with mono. Yeah. From what swapping sweat with I, one of his fellow players? Yeah. Ready, well, I don't know. Maybe. Speaking, <laughs> you said spit mono and saliva, so I was like, I don't know. Football season, 
I said that too. There's a there's a lot of but yeah, he's, he's like a bro now. He was out like four weeks, five weeks or something because he got mono. This is I that has to be a first. Yeah, or or he could have been going through something else, and the mono was a cover up. Mm. Dum bum The plot thickens. It does like saliva. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. So, uh, Deus X Invisible War. Did you intentionally do that? What? You know it's Deus Ex. Deus. Gosh. I hate when I do that. Okay. Yes. So it wasn't. What did I say? You said Deus. I was like, huh? Oh, okay. That's never been Deus. Oh, I, for, for a second or there. Deus. For a second there, I, said, I thought I said, like, Deuce. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> do sex or okay anyway uh so they had uh universal ammo which i don't really think that's that bad it's not super bad to be honest uh was it mass effect did that yeah so it's mass effect 2 right yeah because they they went from doing and they had like the the am- heat clips or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. it was just yeah you were just literally just uh like it would heat up a pod you throw the new the pod off and you put a new one back on and kind of like the ammo. guns all had just hmm? kind of like ammo Kind of like ammo, yeah. But really, it was just like heating up your gun. You could just shoot yeah. in a limited amount of times. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like succession. in this game, like if you use more powerful weapon, it used more of your, I don't know, charge I, or something. I don't see this as yeah, a I ridiculous decision. I mean, and they techni- put it in number one too. I know, right? So like, well, okay. I don't know if this is like a, a numbered. Li- I mean, it's numbered, but I don't know if it's like if it's a ranked list. Yeah, it hmm. could just be a list. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. Like, if you use your sniper rifle, then it's going to use, like, 10 ammo or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, I actually think or this 10 is charges or something like that. A logical design oh, decision. Lame. Excellent work to this company, whoever made this game. What culture? Oh, sure. No, I made the company that made the Invisible War. Oh, would you say Edios was the people who did that? Because they did. Okay, then them. And then they got bought up by Square Enix. And Good job, got, Square Enix. And then they then Square Enix got rid of like half of their properties because did they though? Hitman, they literally cut, well, cut ties with them. Yeah, they cut ties, but they just let them do their own thing. And Thief is not ever going to come out again. I never played Thief. And Deus Ex had that one game that Two. Square Enix actually produced. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the other one. Um, there's Mankind Divided, and then there's uh, the other one. Exactly. That's why. I keep, that's why I said the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they did do that. Um, but then they pretty much let that die too, and they said that there's no like actual like plans to make another one. Oh. Yeah. So they bought the company and killed it. That's fine. They weren't that great. Whoa. I like the Deus Ex games, but okay, cool. I like the I like the setting and, and all that stuff, but. But it was like I mean, if you think of. Uh, it was a good idea. It was like the Dishonored games, except yeah. for with just like pure technology, no fantasy really. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't know why I, I didn't get into it. I don't know. Because you don't like good stuff. That's why. Hmm. Lame. So next one, I I titled this. Um, well, that's interesting. Did you just want to use the word interesting in every like subtitle? Maybe. Okay. Cool. So we've already talked about this one before. Uh, this one is. It designs the decision for Lightning Returns, the third Final Fantasy thirteen game, which is weird. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. The fan service? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the developer... Oh, hold on, hold on. The fan service with snow. <laughs> yep. 
Because he never closed his shirt. <laughs> well, that is a that is a design decision as well. Yes, a little okay. bit, a little bit of a different design decision, but yeah. Well, well I mean, actually, it's the same. Never mind. It's yeah. aesthetic. So the director of Lightning Returns decided that they needed to increase the bust of the main character by a couple, whatever. I mean, she she's maturing. <laughs> we'll just go with that. <laughs> I mean, she's like thirty in the game already. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. Well, actually, I, I'm pretty sure like that take that takes place like a thousand years after the first one. So maybe the theory is similar to Ivy in Soul Calibur series, where as she gets older, it always it's like it increases. It's part of like her character, or or like or if we could live a thousand years, maybe it's like our noses. Our noses actually don't start, or noses and and ears. Ooh, so have you looked and seen if her nose is like like generally smaller than most people's noses, and maybe it's because she has a nose growth deficiency that is compensated by a growth in no, her. Endowment. She, she got a nose job. Oh. Well, that puts a dent in that theory. Okay. What <laughs> else do we have? <laughs> uh, this one's just uh, Kingdom Hearts 352 or 358 over two days. That it's name? Prim- yeah, that it's pretty much just the name. <laughs> this is interesting. But that's just like a, a, a tattoo on Umura. I'm weird yeah. and I'm going to wear that on my sleeve kind I of mean, thing. I, I mean, he made lot. I mean, he incorporated it into the game to make it logical but was it necessary it was pretty much just you playing with the calendar year that's mm-hmm. about all i still don't remember what the two days part is though it might be over two so it's over it's explaining two people's story it's playing roxas and Xion's story or it mm-hmm. could be roxas and, and axel or lay whatever you want to call them Either way, I got nothing. I don't know. Somebody, I'm, I'm sure somebody uh, yeah. on the interwebs has actually explained yeah, that. And I'm sure. I don't care enough to look it up. Uh, next one is Super Mario Sunshine adding Flood. Do you remember Flood? Oh, the little thing on your back? The, yeah, the, the little, fully the water pack. Elevated, yeah, thingy. Yeah. yeah. And he just goes, he talks like the character I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last in the week? last episode. Yeah. Do you want to do it again? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean trying to decide if it was a it was good or just it was good it was like them okay first of all they needed a way to show off that they had all of these awesome ways to uh to render liquids um and they already like had a place that was taking or the whole setting was on the uh, beach a beach town or whatever and the whole idea was everything's dirty so we have to clean it somehow and so we have uh all this propaganda in this game Mm, yeah i i i want stuff to stay stay dirty (laughs) <laughs> um, but they like they did like they could have had him run around with like a fire hose or something like that and then just use kind of like a like the cloth physics for the hose or whatever but then they were like why don't we just we can make it where you can fly with this we can make it where you can he can shoot the water out of there like he could just like do like a like the whirlwind thing there was like a lot of things they could do with it yeah and give it a personality is very mario i mean super mario galaxy the stars the they're all hat part, has yeah. a personality Exactly, it's very Mario. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I mean, it was it was interesting, yeah. But uh, but it turned it, out good. Yeah. yeah it turned also, out I good. still uh, another. Uh, like, well, that one's really hard. Yeah, there was that was one of those games where I liked the game because it was fun, but I hated the game because I sucked at it. So screw that game. But also, I really loved that game. <laughs> My brother was really good at it. 
Yeah, actually, I, I guess I don't know why that one gets so much hate. It gets hate? Yeah. I feel like Super Mario Sunshine might have been one of the best ones. I think it would be up there with uh, Mario 64. In terms I'm pretty of sure that one gets hate. I'll have to look it up during the break. Huh. It's, n- it's no different than Odyssey. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, I, I agree on that. Um, one of them was, another one was uh, Prince of Persia 2, Warrior Within. Like, they went to, they went from like, um, the the original, or the, I guess not the original. It went from the like this. PS2 era version of, of Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. like really matched the tone of the original. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a normal hero story, whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that, and, and then all of a sudden the second one came along and they wanted to be all dark and edgy. like, extreme Yeah, and they used, darkness. they used, they used like death metal and stuff like that. Yeah. Because why not? Well, they kind of did the same thing with Metroid Prime 2. Uh, they wanted to be all dark and edgy too, but I don't know why. But the first it one seems was like already a- dark and edgy. Metroid Prime? Yeah. No, I thought it was kind of normal too. Honestly, it was just... Oh. Uh, so you think darkness is normal? Yeah. Yeah. You got some problems there, buddy. <laughs> Things you might need to work through. I don't know. I don't know why, like, maybe it was just that time that they, they thought the second one had to be more edgy, you know, instead of just... Maybe. No, I mean Dead Space Two. Like it wasn't more edgy. The way it started, it was. Man, that was awesome. Right, it was. It was was very legit. So they did it right. Maybe maybe that was the thing. Maybe we all wanted a a second, more edgy sequel. (laughs) Like all of us were like, ah, I grew up with this. It was great for my childhood, but now that I'm a teenager slash adult slash, it just didn't make any sense. Young adult, I just need. I need. I I think it's blood and, and gore and. Yeah. And stuff. I guess it only came out like two years later. So if you're like ten, now you're like twelve, and no, no I think eleven. I think it's rated M. So eleven, now thirteen. So you, were, you're a teenager now. So you, you made it. Yeah, you made it. Uh, I guess more so for any of those is that is that warrior within with the whole death metal thing because it's in Persia and I don't really know if death metals where Persia is where death metal originated. <laughs> I feel like every every nation or every like subculture has their own version of most of the genres. Like, so you're gonna have <laughs> yeah. like Persian hip hop, or you're gonna have you're gonna have Persian death metal. I'm sure that I'm sure. I don't think it was Persian death metal though. And then like but considering the era of the been. game, but also right. if you think about it, like our culture um, is it's weird. Like uh, a lot of the Western influences, like on Japan, they're a little bit late. Yeah. But at the same time, Japan influences us in a way that they would consider to be late as well. Mm. So we're like, oh, look at all this stuff. Look at what they're doing. And they're like, we did that 10 years ago. And yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> You're still watching Dragon Ball? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It is 40 years later and y'all still, <laughs> you still haven't gotten through that yet? Well, they're mm. watching it again too. So I know. Joke on them. Um. Next one is uh, <laughs> No More Heroes. Never played it. Uh, so they're desi- so you basically your main character had a lightsaber, which was like it looked like one of the little lights, the the bar lights, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was a kinetic charging lightsaber. Okay. Like the kinetic charging uh, flashlight, where you have to shake it and everything. Oh yeah, so it had the very masturbatory motions. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then well, you play it. <laughs> <laughs> you played it using the the Wii controller. Of course, you had to shake the Wii controller. You had to shake your Wii. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. 
Controller. I Sorry. think that falls around under interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you ever play the Raving Rabbids games? Yeah. So there was one I don't where you had, to, very well, though. you had to shake up a soda and it had oh, the yeah, same yeah, yeah, motion yeah, 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 as well. Yeah. <laughs> My brother and I looked at each other like, mm-mm. there's things i will not do (laughs) (laughs) the sad part is like how can well even the the mario party games with the like they had the same soda pop thing and but like me and my friends are so friggin' competitive that yeah the thing is i'm that person that nobody else will even think of it like that and i'll be like not uh, me. No. Uh, no. I know. Not think, me. I think everybody <laughs> I don't, thinks I don't that. need no audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, Very so, interesting design decision. <laughs> it is an interesting design decision. Um, so moving on to Fable 2. Did you play the Fable games? I played the first one. Oh, you didn't? Okay. So do you become, are you an adult in that one or are you just always a kid? I thought you were about to ask me if I'm an adult. And I was about to say, <laughs> F you, sir. <laughs> um, I think in the first one, you start um, like as like a young you, adult, yeah. I think, and then you get a little bit older as you play the game. Because you can get married in the first one. Okay. So you get married. Okay. Yeah. So, so I always thought it was kind of funny that um, like there's all these women characters in, in the in the world mm-hmm. and but the only ones that are actually attractive were all the prostitutes hard times you know <laughs> that's that was kind of all the good ones are taken well they didn't mix it up at all like all the well, prostitutes the... looked the same and then like <laughs> here's the thing it's probably the developers going this is the ideal woman you want one of these <laughs> and then the other ones they're not so ideal that way and they're taken by somebody else so you're not going to get those yeah and they'll we'll just lock those away in the houses and we'll just only make <laughs> the prostitutes available to you so those are the ones you can go after and then uh well then in that game uh if you marry more than one woman mm-hmm. and they live close to each other like they disappear what yeah they just all of a sudden disappear so i'm assuming they kill each other oh yeah Oh, it's like a like a like a double homicide thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, whenever, they, they just disappear. Yeah, but I, like I don't know if that was a I don't know if that was a glitch or if that no, was it's like, like when you're part playing a fighting game and then like you guys both hit at the same time and it goes double KO <laughs> and then they then they just they just fade through the ground. It was like it was like a Rocky, like Rocky two ending or whatever. I don't. I Is only it Rocky watched, two or Rocky one. I'm pretty sure I've only watched like the first Rocky and like the fourth one or something like that. Ah, oh, they're brilliant. I still haven't watched the new ones, though. I watched all the new ones. Uh, I want to see those. Uh, so, next one is Dishonored. And I thought it was just a weird decision that you get a better ending and if you're, if you're a pacifist throughout the whole thing. I think the reason why they, they walled that behind that ending or that, that condition is just because it's harder. That's all. It is harder, but it's like... So it you doesn't get seem better, as much fun, though. Yeah, but you get a better ending from taking the harder route. That's all. Mm. I didn't like it. It makes sense from like a design document point of point of view, but in terms of like actual playing through that game, I feel like maybe it could have been like collect all the things, and that could have been the best ending. Kind of like the uh, 
the Kingdom Hearts thing where you get the secret ending mm, only if yeah, you collect yeah. all the the Dalmatians or whatever. Is it is it Dalmatians in the I first one? Yeah, it is actually. Okay, yeah. So if you collect all the thing that that's better to me, but not like play the game a certain way in order to get a, an ending. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That, so in the Dishonored game, they should have added Dalmatians that you had to collect. Or that chihuahuas. Made it better. Or twa- chihuahuas. There but then give you a decision. That like the Taco Bell one. Yeah, he'll get a Taco Bell. Um. <laughs> The one that, uh, like, you, you get a decision, like, when you meet, almost like the, the, the little sisters in Bioshock. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you meet them, you can either decide to keep them or punt them like they should be punted because chihuahuas are annoying and they're yappy dogs. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, and then oh, I put, oh, I put Killers Dead on this, but I'll let people look that one up. It, it's, it's hard to explain. No, it's just it's just weird. You mean the one that we already explained already? No, no, no that was Killer Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer is Killer is Dead like a sequel? No, but oh. it's they're all by the same guy. Um, He's not very creative with the names. Pseudo Fifty One, yeah, Killer is Dead, Killer Seven, No More Heroes. Ugh, I don't remember. Anyway, um, and then uh, they had so Capcom decided to reboot Devil May Cry. Yes. And they went with the emo Dante, which... Because why not? Well, like, everyone hated that decision, but... I thought it was pretty good. I did, too. I thought it it fit the character. It still fit the character well. Yeah, it was almost like this weird soft reboot. Plus, it was made by a different team altogether, so... Mm. The game was really good. I don't... It was actually by the team who ended up going on to make uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Ninja Theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. They know what they're doing. I agree. I don't know what the, all the flack was. It's because people, do you get comfortable with a certain thing? And if somebody strays even slightly from your perceived vision of their project, mm-hmm. then of course you're going to, it's like, okay, so let me go off on. There's uh, plenty of instances uh, yeah. in this day and age, really. I mean, just, but just, oh, I guess it's dating the podcast or whatever. Just yesterday, I watched the uh, the reveal for Diablo 4 mm-hmm. and immediately in the comments, there's people already complaining that Diablo 4 just looks like a reskin Diablo 3 and that it looks like they're just trying to add mobile features to a, a console <laughs> PC game. They're just trying to make money. Yeah, ex- exactly. Which I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. they are. Oh, why wouldn't they be? That's why they release these things. Yes, as an artistic uh, output or whatever. But, I mean, at the same time, in order to make this, it probably had to hire hundreds of people and they got to have to recoup those prices. So, yes, if they have to cut corners or if they have to like take a shortcut to get where they to get to where they need. I mean, to be honest, also they released teasers, they released this beautiful cinematic which I'll show you on the break. Um but they never even announced a date. So, we could be waiting another 2 years for a good game to come out, which is fine. I'm I'm all for the wait if the game's actually any good. I mean, realistically, we could be waiting like five to seven years too. But that's fine, though. The thing is, I didn't. Yeah. Re- I na- I'm not the person that goes, "Oh, oh, this game is really good. I need a sequel." I'm just like, this game is really good. I hope one day that there's a there's another game that can match up to this. But it doesn't need to be this game or another game related to this game. It just could be. As the closest I've heard you say you wanted a sequel, like I hope there's one. But if not, whatever. I mean, I would be definitely would be lying if I never hoped for sequels, but 
it's not hoping for sequels and being disappointed that I don't get one or hoping for sequels and being disappointed when I get one that's not up to what I, no, I, I get thought it. it was. Like you, I mean, you can't put expectations on somebody else's uh, uh, creativity. It, anyway. It's the pleasantly surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. Like, okay, of course I knew they were going to be working on Diablo 4, but when I saw it, I was like, holy crap. Okay, this is cool. This is cool. Because I have no vision of it. I I let them do it because that's <laughs> they're going to be the ones using their vision anyway. So why am I going to look through it through my lens anyways? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you're a fan. It's your game. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I had nothing to do with that game at all. <laughs> well, so I look- rolled like crazy when I said that. Ugh, yeah. All right, so on that (laughs) note, let's let's take a break. Indeed. Well, our one-person audience is gone, apparently, to make a sandwich. Hmm. I'm hungry now. Now I have no inspiration. (laughs) Anyways, um, so it looks like the next thing we're going to end up talking about is uh, not just interesting game design but interesting game design that actually like made something more successful or actually or made led to success led to, led to success um actually i pretty um, much just added categories to this but it's just kind of just stuff okay uh well the actually when i saw this one i thought that i would want to lend a little bit of uh, no research here but just kind of like things that popped into my head when i saw that category okay um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was like UI decisions. So one of the things I've noticed that a lot of games um, nowadays are getting better at is actually like minimizing the amount of words and maximizing the amount of uh, information that's actually being portrayed. Using uh, like icons and stuff too. Yes, icons or even like the sprites or the character models and making sure that people like... You're, the thing that you're focusing on, you don't have to pull your eyes away from it. Um, I I want to say I've, I saw a video on like a study that showed uh, that was tracking the eyes like of, of gamers and realizing that half the time we're not even looking at the HUD. So there's a, a HUD being a heads up display. So everything that displays on the screen, like your health bars and stuff like that, there's a lot of people don't look at that. Yeah. They They like to rely on, say, for instance... If you're getting low on health, it's better for your character to flash red or something like that mm-hmm. for you to know, or even for the screen to tent itself or something Whenever like that. Whenever you get down the three hearts, all of a sudden uh, it starts going bing, bing, right. bing, But bing. giving cues like that, um, that force the player, or that keep the players focused still on the things that they need to be focused on while giving them the information that they need um, yeah. is better. And I mean, even in Breath of the Wild, which um, I just... Re- are You know when they started doing that in hmm. Zelda games? Hmm. The original Zelda. Like, they were ahead of their time. Um, yeah. Um, mind you, I'm talking about Breath of the Wild only because it has a lot more stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, most, a lot more times. Um, one of the things that I liked about that is that, like, having, having that tone and the fact that the game itself even gives you an option to turn off a lot of the HUD just because they want the game to be as immersive as possible because that's the type of game yeah, it that was. Yeah, that is a th- that is a new thing actually being able to oh, turn off HUD. There's know. a there's a lot of games that are doing that nowadays too. Even like games like The Witcher, we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. they made that bad decision of not letting you pause or uh or technically you, know, you can skip, but you can skip lines of dialogue so I guess yeah. you can get through a cutscene, but um but yeah, one of the, one of the things I would say about that is that the game had it actually had a minimal HUD in terms of keeping it in the four corners of the screen, but also you could tell 
like every time you got hit the screen kind of gave i think there's a red tent to it so you kind of knew oh i just lost health maybe i want to check how much i'm at that kind of thing it's always like it's all subtle things to make sure that you're you know that you're always you know on it because in those games it is kind of life or death if you get into a situation and you haven't healed or you get into a situation and you need to heal in the middle of the battle giving little hints like that so then oh i can just move my finger over press up and drink a potion or something like that yeah. right is better than having to look around and going oh 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 which button do i press yeah. but if you just see the flash and you have it and you click it there but at the bottom left of the corner uh, left corner of the screen it still shows you that pressing up uses a potion but you don't have to look at it because you know that you're you're supposed to use it but I'm, i mean a lot of games now uh like if you're not in battle or something like that, the HUD just disappears. Oh man, and it and it gives them the opportunity to show off their game. Mm-hmm. It just looks so good. Yeah. Um, with Zelda, when you're full health, the health bar disappears, right? Because there's no need for it when you're full stamina. Your stamina thing disappears because there's no need to show it because you've already you already know you're full. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's really uh that was a really good design decision. Um, that made the game I think that much better. Yeah, and then uh, one of the things that and they we're talking about minimal design and then now i, I want to talk about like oh well, i guess minimal we talked about celeste before as well mm-hmm. that's a little bit minimal design it's unobtrusive um they show like when you pick up a strawberry it shows it in the in the top left corner and then it disappears um right. you don't have a health bar in that game it's instant death um whenever you're uh, climbing on the walls the sl- the the sweat things come off of you saying hey you're about to run out of stamina there um every time you when you use your dash your hair turns white, which means you can't use dash again until you until you hit the ground and it refreshes, and then you're good. They definitely took some anime cues. Yeah, hmm. um, it's pretty cool. It's a good idea. Um, and then the other one that maximized UI design and actually like went all out. Um, and I didn't play a lot of it, but I did like what I did play of it. Uh, was Persona Four, like where they took they took the idea of Persona let's four make four or five. Sorry, Persona Five. Four was four kind of had the same aesthetic, but it def five definitely went all out and said, you know what, there should be no blank space on the screen. Let's mm, do yes. all the things. Yeah. Four was like a let's make menu based kind of comic book manga cartoony like um, like selection cues and all of that stuff, and it was cool that way. But five just went over the top and said yeah. everything, whether it be an attack, whether it be like the victory screen, whether it be you loading into a menu, whether it be you checking something on your map, everything is just like flying in and and like making like the record scratching noises and stuff like that, like all that kind of stuff, which I thought was like it led to. Who would ever thought that you'd play a game and you would after you're done playing it for a little bit, you're like these menus are incredible exactly and that's i feel like out of a lot of uh out of many of the games that i've played in the in previous years persona 5 probably had to have one of the no if not the most impressive menus and that is not just that they looked good but they were consistent they were um they were as i was saying earlier aesthetically pleasing and they added to like the flavor of like this heist thing that you guys were were doing because it, I mean at first it starts off kind yeah, of because because your character I mean it matches your characters and everything and and, yeah. and the themes you're, you're slick you're cool you're yeah, when you, you got do, this when you do like the team up attacks or like the ultimate attacks or whatever like mm-hmm. the finish off attacks and they like they do their thing and then they like sit down and it does like the like silhouette oh, yeah, and yeah. then it does like or the like, explosion or whatever yeah or they'll just he'll just walk away all casual like psh, no big deal but then it does that like 
that like uh like the you know like in the 80s movies where they they what else like the pause with like with like the stance or whatever mm-hmm. or whatever that kind of thing and yeah. then but then it cartoons everything out around mm-hmm. it and it's just it it's brilliant it's yeah, brilliant I, for sure it, that game has more style than considering that the gameplay is somewhat repetitious because of the way the game works that adding those that flair it almost makes you forget like even the fact that like even like the the fact that the the music in all the battles is like it's actual voices singing um like for the battle and it's rewarding like you end, it's you, so rewarding in the battle and you feel you feel kind of slick like them exactly it's it's, it's good um, but those are those are some of the things i immediately i thought of when you said um uh, design decisions that made actually like good success in these games well it wasn't exactly what i was aiming for those are just really good design decisions uh mm-hmm. but i'm glad we talked about them uh i was kind of meaning along the idea of so a game like katamari damasi where their whole design concept is well we're gonna take this ball and we're just gonna keep rolling a bunch of crap up and, and attach as much stuff as we can yeah <laughs> and realistically it's kind of like you know there's sure. like zero ui in that game oh no there is the there is there is the thing that measures how how uh the circumference or whatever of the of that's the ball, right? that's definitely a game that where you go from paper to the actual game you know like like someone hearing about this game they're like this does not what? work yeah <laughs> this does like, not work this is weird this will not sell yeah and then uh, well, jokes on them because <laughs> jokes on them you bet the wrong way <laughs> although it's not like i mean the first one sold really well and there's been plenty of sense and it's i think it's it's kind of died off at this point but um yeah no i think they're making another one for switch oh just kidding okay Oh, I think you're right. Actually, plus also when we consider when we say died off, it's usually like the American market because mm-hmm. a lot of these things are just weird to us, and they're they have their cult followings out here. Right. And I know that there's many many games in Japan that are wildly successful, and we just don't ever see them. Whether it be they were Dragon not, Glass. they just weren't translated. Yeah, they just weren't translated, or we had to wait forever to get the translation. Like for all we know, Bahamut Lagoon. Right. Oh gosh, we never got it. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, luckily we have some some very um, ambitious people here that translated it for you. Yeah. Um, but it, like things like that, like for all we know, there is another one already out in Japan, and we mm-hmm. have to wait another three years to translate the six lines of dialogue. Um, or or in this case, I think we were talking about it before. Like maybe it's just music licensing. It could be that there's could a be. song that plays in the background that the publishing company doesn't have rights to play it out here, or they're trying to shop it around to be able to get the rights to play it out here or see who wants to buy the rights for the songs or whatever that kind of thing um another one i had was um 3d dot game heroes do you remember this one i do not uh basically it is <laughs> and so you start off the game and the game world kind of looks like a, a chibi dragon quest game okay and then this evil sorcerer comes and he turns the whole world into like 2D. So you look like um, pixelated, you okay. know, like pixelated uh, Zelda game. But it's, it's got all, it has all these particle effects. You've never seen this game? That's crazy. It has, it has all these particle effects and it again? Uh, 3D dot game heroes. And it has all these uh, particle effects and the game looks beautiful, but your character looks like it, a, a 3D sprite character. Oh, the the voxel thing. What is it? Voxel. It's like where you build things out of cubes. It's the Minecraft thing. Kind of looks like Minecraft, actually. Yeah. I mean, 
it's, looks, yeah, it's, it looks better than Voxel. Minecraft. Voxel is in reference to where you make every model mm-hmm. out of a set of other models. Oh, okay. And in this case, most cases, it's the 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 cubes. Hmm. So in this case, it's voxel based three D environments. Yeah, yeah. So but pretty much, you should be able to destroy everything. Uh, theoretically, theoretically, yeah, I think because everything can blow apart into the many cubes that they're made out of. But I mean, on that note, I mean, realistically, Minecraft is along the same line. I mean, Minecraft is the line. Okay, well, uh, is the everybody line. builds from from yeah, Minecraft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. <laughs> I'm it, sure there was I, other voxel things beforehand. You know, that's another one where on paper you're like, okay, and then you make it happen, and you're like, oh, okay, that works. Dot game heroes. It's basically. Does it has it ever come out for another console other than PS3? PS3 only. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it is basically. It plays just like old school Zelda, like uh, Link to the Past. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah. It's really fun. Okay. And then like, so, you know, in Zelda games, when you have full hearts, you yeah. your sword shoots and everything. Mm-hmm. Like in this one, your sword gets giant. It's like probably <laughs> a fourth of the size of the screen. <laughs> it's it's great. Okay. <laughs> um, so moving on from that one, um, I was thinking of uh, World of Final Fantasy. And the part I was thinking about for so that was good. Yeah, it was so good. But the 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 stacking characters, like it's a really odd thing. It's okay. First of all, the whole idea of a collectible monster game mm-hmm. within a Final Fantasy type scenario. Yeah, like you go through Final Fantasy theme parks. Right. It was already weird. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, no pun intended. Um, you <laughs> added the, the wow. It took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> it added the stacking feature, which mm-hmm. again seems so lame to me when I first started playing that game. But yeah, you're like, you what st- is this? Yeah, then you start to realize, oh, if I level these up and I can turn this person into a large one, and then I have this guy as an extra large, and he can carry this person and this person on top of this person, and then we can actually get it to. Oh my gosh, if I do two, three fire people, then I can get like ultimate fire attacks. Okay, <laughs> and then like it's like there's so much extra strat- layers mm-hmm. of strategy without them even having to try. Yeah, and. Obviously, they tried a lot because that game actually turned out to be really good. Um, and I still need another game I need to finish. My goodness. You this, don't need to finish. This I think podcast it's, has been all about all the games I have not finished yet. It's definitely a game where you can you can play it, you can enjoy it. But if you don't finish it, it's you're not, you're probably not missing out. Wow. But you should definitely play it. Like, it's definitely a game where... It, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was it was innovative for sure. Um, and it does. I think at first, I when I first looked at it, I was like, "Oh, another Final Fantasy cash grab, blah blah blah." And then I think I had, but it I, was, but then it's not. It it was when they came out with that stupid Maxima upgrade thing, which I thought was stupid. But you know, it's it was, was that like for the added, same console. Maxima is like just uh, it's like a DLC for it, hmm. and it was just added like some scenarios. Um, maybe, maybe that's the PC like version, new, new boss or whatever. Well, maybe they released for PC as that, and then they're like, oh, "Okay, well, we'll, re- we'll release it to PS4 and all that too." Yeah, I really don't know. I don't know either. But either way, it was just weird that they did that, and I didn't like that cash grab. But otherwise, the game itself was pretty good. There was there that was the only DLC for the game, um, which I thought was pretty good, considering the the history of DLC in games nowadays. Um, but the game, yeah, the game turned out to be really good. And uh, it looks good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks great. Um, another one, and I haven't actually played this one. I've just, uh, I've actually just read about this one. And this is uh, Devil May Cry 5, where the character named V, um, so he doesn't actually attack. He has three 
like demons or minions or whatever that he controls mm-hmm. and uh, and he may he does the finishing kill on them but his minions basically do all the work and i actually <laughs> so this is actually for for our game we're designing uh that's actually how i wanted not exactly how i wanted this shaman character to be i wanted this shaman to be uh a pacifist and i wanted him to use little minions to uh dispatch or yeah dispatch enemies and everything and he would subdue them not like kill them or anything right kind of like how spider-man doesn't really kill anyone he just kind of webs them yeah kind of like how batman's not supposed to kill anybody but he does but he does yeah okay so speaking of people not killing people but um or having like the (laughs) idea of not killing people but okay but killing but really killing people like half the time like in all of these things like you see batman when he's like punching people like they got broke they he broke their necks or like he's out here cracking everybody's spines and and probably causing internal bleeding and all this other nonsense and talk about i don't kill nobody but maybe he doesn't kill them immediately but they probably die later on you know what i mean that's not his problem that's a doctor's problem oh wow okay (laughs) cool i like that explanation (laughs) on to the next one uh another one was uh from the Suic- and we've talked about this before, the Suikoden games, uh, the 108 Stars of Destiny. Yes. And so I, I actually just put this there so I can reference Lost. Do it. <laughs> so so the numbers in Lost, the 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Don't do it. They all add up to 108. Ugh. But uh, so the number 108 is considered a sacred number in Hinduism, Buddhism, and yogic. I never heard this before. Yogic tradition? Probably, probably like something. Well, it has to do yogis. with yoga. The yogis. Yeah. But the Boo-boo-boo. the malos beads um, come in a string of 108 and are used for devotional uh, meditation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mantra, and prayer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. There oh, you go. Okay. That's <laughs> wow. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. Uh it is. It that is they interesting. I, I never knew anything there was hundred and eight was anything special until until well, I mean, you know, I had the hundred and eight stars of destiny and I was like, Oh, that's a weird random number, but I didn't learn about it until I watched Lost because, you know. You learned about everything when you watched Lost. Yep. You also learned about life. <laughs> life made <laughs> Lost made you what you are today. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, moving on. You uh, didn't know about that, and it, it did, and you just don't want to admit it. I wouldn't be here today if, if it wasn't for Lost. Would you be lost if it wasn't for Lost? <laughs> that's how Frieza laughed in like. In yeah, it is actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> what a weird laugh. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, ooh. that was, that was too much. rough. I'll take that one. That out. was too much. <laughs> no, uh, I'm leave it in. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> you had me like. I remember first season. I was like mildly drunk, and I was like singing, and you kept it in there. It sure did. <sighs> okay. It maybe maybe when you know the the microphone's on, you, maybe you don't do super <laughs> stuff. You know, it is a bit. Uh, so this I, you know, I like I said, I put categories, and and then I just kind of just made a list for the last last part okay let's right. just go for it here we go uh so that uh valkyrie profile um i thought it was really interesting that they decided to map each character to one of the 
the buttons, the you know, like on the PlayStation, the X square circle triangle. Did you play this game? Oh, profile's the one where like when you get into a random battle, it's like you're just mashing buttons to like do yeah, combinations. pretty much. So. I had I you know I I actually beat the second one and I never really knew what I was doing. Is that Samaria? Yeah, I could not beat the Samaria. I have That's my save hard. file and I got all the way to, to I want to say the last boss, the guy with in the green. Um, that betrayed you, I guess. Yeah. And, um, I cheated. The, is that the last boss? Yeah, I made it all the way there, and I uh, I couldn't beat it, and I put it down, and then I went back and I cheated and beat okay, it. Okay, so I got there and then realized I couldn't beat him. Cause well, I that was that was the point where you realized that there's actually a strategy to how you hit the button. Yeah. But then, I, since you never understood it before, like certain people are supposed to knock people up, certain people are supposed to hit them in the air to get combo, uh, like. Yeah. efficiency if you will and then other people are supposed to do certain things to follow other things to like break and i mean i pretty much just took a pencil and rubbed it back and forth on the controller did you really i just took put the controller <laughs> on the side and just do, did the using my digital no, I'm, I'm just kidding just, but uh, click, 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 click. and then good things happen you're like yeah yeah exactly i'm and so then, good at this game yeah and then you just like see numbers pop up and you're like whoa <laughs> actually they're doing that uh they have another game called indivisible I'm happens. actually looking forward to that. I am too. I really enjoy that. I was literally just looking that game up right now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's ironic. Um, I actually have it wishlisted on Steam. But uh, if you buy it on Switch, I'll steal your copy because you never play video I'm games. I'm going to play it on PS4. Of course PS4. you would play it on PS4, you lame-o. <laughs> Why don't you buy everything for Switch? Because PS4 is a more powerful system. Wow. Okay. It is. I'm not going to lie, but I feel like I feel like this now that I have a switch that I have this is gonna turn into the switch podcast. <laughs> you don't even have it yet. Um but it's going to turn into the switch podcast okay. because I'm gonna have a switch and I'm just gonna be playing it everywhere. <laughs> and people are like, What are you You're doing? Playing right it now? while playing you podcast. Switch. Exactly. I will definitely be doing that. I was playing other video games while the podcast before, but I decided to forego that today. Yeah, well, I mean he was playing the ones where you don't really do anything. It's a you mobile just, game. I was playing you just manage stuff. I was playing Oh, it's the point where I Hold Push on. the button. Hold on. Thank you to our sponsors. Oh, sorry. Raid Shadow Legends, which is what I was playing. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Raid Shadow. Le- what is Raid Shadow? What? Legends. Oh, Legends. Yeah, you're not doing very good at this. This all right, we need ad. all. We need all the monies now. The thing is, it's funny. Raid Shadow Legends has actually become a meme because they're on like every YouTube videos advertisement and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, if nice. you played any mobile games, Google is like, oh, so you're gonna like Raid, and then yeah. But I play Raid because of a lot of coworkers. I'm sure I've seen it in the ads and ignored it. I'm pretty sure I've showed you the game. It's cool. I have. I've seen it. Okay. Um, what else move, we got? Moving on. Uh, Shadow of Mordor and the Shadow of War. The whole uh, the generals thing, where they it, have this the hierarchy nemesis thing. Yeah, the hierarchy yeah. of uh, general or nemesis or whatever. Um, it was. It was a decent. thing. Yeah, it was a thing. Um, it was a cool concept, and and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't, and you're just like, okay. And then they put it in Assassin's Creed because they were like, mm. oh, did they really? Um, in Odyssey. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I have it. I saw and played it because yeah. it's on my well, desktop. S- somebody showed me a uh, Red Dead Redemption, and I was like, wow, this looks amazing. It's coming to PC soon. Oh, nice. So I'll finally play it. I haven't. I. I played a little. I played the first one a little bit. I just um, I hated it. But yeah, they showed me the second one, and uh, and then they showed me Assassin's Creed Odyssey afterwards, and I was like, wow, this looks like garbage compared to the other one. 
Huh? Like Red Dead Redemption 2 versus Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, but that's two different things. Oh, it looks like garbage compared to it. Odyssey is... Ha- it has an art style, and Red Dead Redemption just has realistic. So there's two different things. I think if you watched them side by side, you'd think the other one's garbage. I would say that one of them has an art style, and one of them looks realistic. Jeez. Mm, okay. That's just like putting Final Fantasy 13 up against 15. No, it's different. No, it is not different, because 13... Technically, has like it's like a well maybe on PC it looks it, like uh, Odyssey looks amazing. Probably that that could be another thing. Yeah, too. I saw it on PS4 for both of them. So uh, PC Master Race. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Also, well, that's why I'm waiting all all games. Rock, to get the PC. Is Rockstar? Oh yeah, Rockstar. Well, Rockstar usually makes the games for console first, right? I believe yes. so. Yeah, yes. and I wonder if I wonder if Ubisoft is in reverse. Ubisoft is just a company that's just pumping out games that all play the same. That's all. Okay. Probably right. Um, you're also, right. they just recently delayed like all of their big games, like Legion. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Legion is. Oh, not uh, sorry. It's Watch Dogs. Oh, Watch, Do- oh, Watch Dogs Legion. Got it, got um, it, got God it. and Monsters, the one that looks like Oh, that like looks Zelda. great. I'm they delayed that. that. Um, and they delayed um, something else. But who knows? Who cares? It's Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this releases, they'll probably all be out. No, no, no. They're talking about, like, next fiscal year. So. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, next one would be Breath of the Fire Dragon Quarter. Did you just say Breath of the Fire? It's Breath of Fire. Breath of the Fire. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, Breath of Fire. I, wa- I almost said it again. Uh, Dragon Quarter. And in this game, you, you, basi- you basically keep going until you die. And then you start at the beginning with the stats that you had before you died. And then you keep playing until you die. And then you go back to the beginning. In its own little way, being innovative, it was good. But also, it sucked because it kind of... Like, you only... Who wants to backtrack like this? The story was actually pretty good for this game. It was short, realistically. Um, Who wants to backtrack? Well, I did, obviously. Yeah, exactly. No. But as only because I like the other Breath Breath of Fire games. Yeah, I did too. But they had a lot of backtracking too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Uh. No, because every time Breath of Fire before Breath of Fire was there, um, every party member had like a special power, and every power like unlocked a new place, and every place usually is embedded in another place that you've already been. So you usually go back to that place to unlock the place. Like, oh look, now we now we have the frog guy, and he can take us down underwater. So we have to go back to the place where we were at the temple before, and now we can go oh. underwater. Oh wait a minute, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention for a second. Are you talking about Metroid right now? Ha 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 ha. That, yeah, that's every every game nowadays. I guess I don't like those <laughs> kinds of games, but yeah. Again, I did I did tell you bef- told you before that um, that the backtracking itself is not the problem. It's yeah. backtracking nowadays and not having time or even wanting to spend the time to do that. Because back in the day, yeah, I played Metroid. I loved Metroid. I played Breath of Fire. I loved Breath of Fire. And nowadays, I'm like, oh, we don't have the patience for it though. That's yeah. that's the problem. We did when we were younger. We're impatient. So. We are the we are the microwave generation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So next Can one I am at your age. Maybe. Uh next on the list we have the Super Mario Odyssey and you know the whole hat thing and you can control all these different monsters. You jelly? Huh? You jelly? You want a hat like that? 
I mean, maybe there's a jelly you can control. No, jelly means jealous. I know. Come on, man. Celoso. Who? Celoso? That's that Spanish. For? For jealous. Why would you know that? Of all words. Thank you, Pitbull. <laughs> this is legit how I know this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> um Yeah. I don't I'm not so, proud of that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I just I just thought of it as like a debug mode, you know, like Oh it it was. Yeah, you just it give was. them access to use the control these like you design monsters. all these, you design the skills for the monsters, you give an AI so they can use the skills and then you just, the debug mode is to put your hat on top of them yeah. and you go, okay, now you can do it too. 10 out of 10. Okay. I uh, thought Breath of the Wild. Did, would you give it a 10 out of 10? No, that's, but people were giving that 10 out of 10. I thought Breath of the Wild, after playing and everything, I was like, this. I don't give it, this, I don't give 10 cents nothing. I don't. Except for Transformers, the movie Night Breath, Breath of the Wild's pretty incredible game. Would you give Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's even with the weapon breaking thing, which you didn't like. So technically, that could take points off of. Or was it ten out of ten after I explained it to you? And no, it was ten out of ten because, well, there's Ooh. there's the fact that you get so many weapons and shields and everything mm-hmm. that it eventually mitigates it. It's st- it's still annoying, but it didn't take away from the game. Okay, so. Um, but yeah, uh, Mario Odyssey is overrated in my whoa, opinion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you have that game? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to borrow that. Okay, okay. Um, next on the list is Xenosaga. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> that he does not have yet. Uh, the next one is Xenosaga 2. Uh, okay. And I put that as for the, the more realistic characters and the whole, like, the mid, high, low attacks. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't fault Xenosaga for doing what the fans asked them to do. They didn't ask them to do mid, for, high, and low hold on, attacks. Hold on, hold on. The fans asked for more realistic graphics and not the chibi graphics. Well, then the they need one. to shut up. They do need to shut up. They also asked How many for, asked for that, though? That's the thing that annoys me. It's they're the like, vocal ones. Yeah, they're like, there's like 100 people like, I can't like, believe that you're so animated. And they're like, the, 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 the combat system isn't complicated enough. We need to add more stuffs. And so they did. That's pretty much what the high-low mid thing was. It was just them going, hmm, might as well. Yeah, and then in, in part three, they figured out, okay, we could have done that stuff, but not to the extreme. We could have just switched it up a bit, you know. Well, in three, instead of just tacking on a new system to the old system, they just revamped the whole system. Yeah. Which is what they should have done in the, thir- in the second one. Yeah, that's why. that's what I meant. Yeah. But, I mean... It was still well. They didn't completely revamp it. It was. It, well, they I took still everything like instead extension. of. Well, they instead of just going plus this, plus this, plus this, they actually like took everything apart and they said, okay, how can we actually make these things work together mm-hmm. to actually make a cohesive battle system? Right. But what I will say is, three added too many different like quote unquote elements, and it kind of got confusing and almost to a point where they didn't explain some things enough to where you just got to read. Even after you read, <laughs> some of these things don't make no you sense. You just have to experiment. Like when Chaos hits and he's got like angel powers and who's weak against angel powers? I don't know. And then, but then suddenly it works sometimes because a, a, a machine can be considered a gnosis at one time, but not. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that part now. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Eh. It got really, it's got convoluted it to a point. It was fine. It wasn't that bad. You know what game isn't convoluted with their elements? It's a game called Of Destiny and Fate. I'm currently walking on that game. Also a game You're called Downed. You're walking on De- it? 
I'm walking on it. Okay. I'm walking out to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, going to leave that in. <laughs> you have to leave that in. If you're going to leave in my stupid singing when I've been drinking, then you have to leave that in. Sure. But I, I don't I don't drink. So. <laughs> uh, next one is Radiata Stories. Um, this Never one, heard of it. Really? This is a Square Enix game. Square Enix RPG. Oh, is that for DS? No, it was... No, 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 no. This is for PS2. No bueno. So Continue. It, uh, it had a kind of similar to Eternal Sonata uh, art style, um, but it had a... the It was this big big town, and it had this day-night cycle, and every NPC had, like, its own path that it walked, and its own place it was during a certain time of day. And for whatever reason, they do the exact same thing every single day okay so you you complain on this podcast constantly about me having so much time to play video games and whatnot how how did you get through all of these jrpgs because i i didn't have a family at the time or a life (laughs) this seems impossible what to get through all this many JRPGs. I think there's so many oh, JRPGs man. I haven't finished because I actually have a life. During the PS1, PS2 era, like, I played all the games. I mean, during PS1 era, I was still in high school, so there's that. Me too. <laughs> Are you trying to throw people off? <laughs> I don't really, I, honestly, I don't really know. Um, I, just I, was, I was in high school during PS1 era. Okay. I believe you. I just don't win, though. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had a day-night cycle. Um, I, you know, that's it It might have just been one of the first, because it's definitely been done now. What, day-night cycles? Yeah, well, like Fable. I mean, I'm pretty sure different times... Of, yeah, they had a day-night cycle, but I'm pretty sure at different times of day, uh, you'll find an NPC at a different location. Right. Like a, like a quest one. Are these? Is this made by the same people who made Star Ocean? Oh, because it's Square Enix. Obviously, they made Star Ocean. Yes. Because the um, the character models look similar to, um, like that's the weird, like the color scheming is a little yeah, bit yeah. different. Like the gradients that they use is different, but otherwise, it's still the same. Very anime, kind of like the big eyes. I mean, like especially this one guy who's got like bug eyes. Look at this dude. <laughs> yeah, it's very I'm angry. sure that would be discouraging if I picked up the box and looked at the guy on the back cover and I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Man, I want this game now. <laughs> Look at this dude. Oh my gosh, he looks just like me. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I can relate to this character. Moving on to another game. <laughs> um, Tale, this is another PS2 RPG. Uh, Tales of Legendia. Um, this one, y- you would beat the game and this is only half the game. The other half of the game was, like, so if the game was a 40-hour game, uh, you would spend the first 20 hours doing the main quest. And then the final 20 hours is each character had their own story-centric si- like side quest. Okay. But they were substantial. What's with you playing all these, like, chibi anime games that, and you, and you still barely watch any anime? I totally watched anime back then. So what you're saying... I watched Dragon Ball. So what you're saying is if I want to I maintain watched. my nerddom mm-hmm. that I'm not supposed to have kids or get married. Yeah. 
Because it all just goes down the drain. Scroll. I watched. Eesh. That's all I remember. Oh, uh, Vampire Hunter D. I watched that one. Yeah. I watched. Would Neon. you watch these around your wife? Huh? Would you watch these around your wife? I don't. Yeah. Okay. She wouldn't. I mean, she'd fall asleep. Oh, should I not? I don't remember them that much. That's not. Uh, well, because I know, like, Ninja Scroll was vastly mature. Um, there was some naked bodies up in there. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I, I didn't know they do this in anime. And then, <laughs> yeah. I don't and then remember. you realize they do it all the time. And you're just like, okay. It's been a little while since I've seen these. Also, when you're younger, you're a little bit more prudish. You're like, uh, I shouldn't be here. You know? This is this is weird. I'm just saying. You ever watched the? Uh, you watch Escafone? Oh yeah, yeah. Is that the one where like? I don't know. There's some. There's one where like this girl in our world's playing soccer, and then all of a sudden this portal takes her into this crazy sci-fi world. Kind of sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. It's like the is that it? Large mecha thing. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, okay. So yeah. I watched it when I was younger, and I thought it was awesome, but I can't remember what it was called. Well, I think that was the first anime that I had realized that there is such thing called uh, fan service, and like it was just certain costumes and stuff. That that, that one had fan service. I had had minor fan service, but then I like as you then like you know how you see something for the first. It's like when you when you like oh man that one car looks really cool, and suddenly you see like a bazillion of the cars on the road. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Or when um, someone like like when they eat and they chew and it's really they chew with their mouth open it's really loud yeah and then you can never not hear it again exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was rude Uh, the thing is he looked up at me he knew what it was (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) um no like i think once i once I had realized that it was a thing that they were, because of course, of course you you grow up, you're kind of innocent, kind of I say, um, and then like suddenly you realize, wow, they really do focus in like when people jump. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So when you see it when you're younger, you're just like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, fight, and I'm fight, not fight. thinking about those, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you get older, you're like, oh. And then you're like, how many oh. times do they need to put the camera up her dress? Like this makes no sense. Like. And I'm trying to sit here, like, watching this large mecha anime thing about, like, clashing nations and all this other stuff. And there's constantly, this is happening. And Are like, all these tentacles necessary? Exactly. <laughs> I, I can't watch this around my parents. This is this is unwatchable. All right. That kind of stuff. Moving on. Uh, so, Dead Rising. Did you ever play those games? Is that the ones where, like, you can just, like, put together equipment and, yeah, and just, yeah, yeah. And just They're like, unnecessarily up? hard. But not just that, like they're like zombie dynasty warrior with uh, yeah. create, create a weapon. But there's all these time events, timed events. And oh yeah, we have to carry things or move certain or get to certain places. Yeah, certain, certain times so you can yeah. save all the people. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's. I'm not a fan of the time events. Ugh. It's really weird because I I well I really liked it for the first like you know a couple hours playing it. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then it got started getting really hard. And then you die, and you go back to the beginning, and it's like, oh, you you didn't save this person. You're like, what? I had to save people. And then it was already hard enough, like did you, just did surviving you like on your Mask, own. Then? I I still haven't played it. What? Me neither. Yeah, I'll okay. get to it someday. I have it on the DS. All right, 
Um, let's see. Uh, Eternal Sonata. So in this game, um, this was just it was just kind of an interesting idea. Uh, it had light and dark uh, portions on the battlefield, and if you moved your character to like you'll you'll be in shadow, and you'll move to somewhere where light's picking through the trees. Mm-hmm. You'll do different type of types of attacks, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of a I don't know. It's it's it actually kind of feels like it's happening it's happened in games later on kind of like actually kind of like final fantasy 14 it sounds like it kind of has the same thing going on with some of the battles where it directs you to go to a certain area whereas it seems like in final fantasy 14 you're talking about how if if there's an indicator on the ground you want to avoid that area and uh, as opposed to that uh, this game kind of encourages encourages you to go to this area because yeah. you'll have different effects well some of the times um, those indicators in 14 they'll tell you like to move to certain areas um but actually you can think of the indicators on the ground as actually like forcefully moving you around the mm-hmm. stage to yeah. to the areas you want to be oh yeah yeah um but also like sometimes like if the, if like the whole stage has arrows facing one way and it's showing those arrows constantly moving one way you know that ev- like wind or something is going to push you off um, and so you move to you move against the arrows and and get to get into position. So when you get hit, it pushes you to the edge on the other side, and so you can reposition yourself afterwards to, to position yourself for the next mechanics, which is so fun. I like I like the frank the frank 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 frantic frantic. Why do I want to say fracticness? I don't know. Frantic making up stuff. That was a lot of times that I said that word. Frantic, frantic, frantic. <laughs> All okay. right. Uh, Baton, or Bots and Kato's. Have you ever heard of this game? I have. It's from GameCube. Did you ever play this one? I have it, but it's I have not played it. You have it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, but you just never played it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was done by the same people that did Xenosaga. I, I I played it for a little bit, um, but I couldn't get past it. Is it, like, really convoluted? And, and and then, like, the battle system, there's, like, certain things where you actually have to, like, wait for it's a periods card, of time? Yeah, it's a card-based system. And if you don't have the right card for the situation, then you basically just wait. Um, it's I mean, honestly, it's a little bit like um, uh, this Chain of Memories, the King Rise Chain of Memories. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about. Isn't there like in-game events where like you actually have to wait like real time to get certain things to happen? I don't know. I okay. I didn't get that far in it. There may be. It, it's it's definitely a game where I've always wanted to play and beat. It just it just never happened. Well, I like on the first one, the audio recording for the game is just it's terrible. Like it, it sounds like they're speaking into a broken mic. Like all right. the voice actors. <laughs> Uh, that sucks. Yeah, there's a part where you have to idle, uh, I guess, to get like actual like full achievement for the game. Well, that's dumb. That's We're an interesting. Gonna, I'm gonna hold on for a second here. That's an interesting design decision. Yeah. So like, there was a like, item that you had to have to wait for like two weeks in order for it to the craft. Two system. weeks two weeks to like sp- craft into like splendid hair or something like that <laughs> it's 
<laughs> I don't know, man. That's uh, why I, I heard that about the game, and that right there was probably something that really discouraged me from wanting to play something like that. Because I was like, oh, if there's ever... Anytime in an RPG that's not an MMO, that's not actively on the internet, so actually has a real-time component to it, and they still require real time. Like, actually, one of the things, a bad design decision, actually, for Metal Gear Solid, which I think mm. had some all really good design decisions, they uh, made it to where certain things actually can only, like, when you're unlocking weapons and stuff, they only they unlock with real time. Or not real time. They unlock with in-game time. So it requires the game to be on while you wait for this to be going through. So something could take three hours to do, like, to, to build a new gun or something like that or to upgrade your gun. But if you, like, the only way to get it to do is if you played three hours of the game, right? And to me, I was like, uh, well, that sucks because I want to play other games if I'm just going to be waiting for three hours to get my new gun. And, yeah, that right there, that's just bad. Like, if there were some things, like, uh, you can get well, certain guns to be made if they were, like, higher tier, but they were only for your on Metal Gear Online account, right? And so those ones had real time. I mean, even like Final Fantasy VIII had that. Final Fantasy VIII had a real time. Yeah, that's how you got paid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but you also got paid by killing humanoid opponents as well. Yeah. So there's that too. Um, I still want to play those. I've heard the story. But also, there's lots of of junk you can sell too. So the game doesn't doesn't necessarily make it a requirement, but does make it to where if you get the strategy guide and you just pass all the tests as soon as you can um you you're just balling by the end <laughs> of the game um i'll let you talk about this one also it was immersion too because technically you were a soldier so you were just getting paid as you as yeah you would. no yeah it made sense i'll let you talk about the bravely default um battle system the bravely and the default it's good the game sucks at about the halfway point <laughs> no it's probably about the it's 85 percent point well, that, that's garbage. Then. Anyways, um, no, it was like it was actually really cool the way they did it. Um, it's they they use like kind of a charging system, so you could forego a turn to charge to uh, in order to like power up or not even power up to give yourself more turns later on. So it, it added to like this strategy thing that isn't usually in. Um, well, add an extra layer of strategy to um, to like a turn based RPG, which. I mean, to be honest, if they hadn't done it, it would make it just another turn-based RPG. And I think that that's kind of where they where they kind of draw the line or where they were trying to draw the line. Because if you look at it nowadays, any turn-based RPG, um, especially if it's going... Uh, yeah, any turn-based RPG, they tend to always add like, oh, well, turn-based can be this way and it can be done this way, but we have to add an extra layer. Like Octopath Traveler, their extra layer was the, the braking system. Um, but they also had a charge system as well. So... They kind of like building upon the things that already exist, and then they have to take. They always have to take it one step further. It's the reason why newer JRPGs have way too many systems in them because it's like, oh, everybody's done this. We need a crafting. We need a a skill level up. We need a we need a skill tree, and we need a charging system. We need a break system, and we need. Wasn't there uh, certain attacks that you can do unless you charged your? Yeah, there was some ones that cost a certain amount of of defaults or bravely or whatever it is. Yeah default i don't know yeah either way I, it was it was a it was a good decision in that it was uh it gave a unique twist to it but also it they instead of making it a throwaway mechanic that just kind of made you strong they actually integrated into the gameplay and made it to where like certain classes benefit from being able to do that and then i think there were certain 
I want to say it was items or armor or something like that that allow you to get two mm-hmm. when you're defaulting. Right from the, yeah. Yeah, so there was there was that kind of thing. So it's still layers of strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it and didn't like it at the same time, but, you know, it is what it is. I still want to play the second one, but... Do you have it? Yeah. Why haven't you played it? Because I have kids, responsibilities. <sighs> We're back to this. I How, do this when podcast. When was the last time I complained about that? I mean, I mean, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd probably be p- playing it right now. Wow, maybe you should then. <laughs> I'll just do this podcast by myself. Lame. Well, you might do the Final Fantasy fourteen one by yourself. Nah. I'm just going to sit here and just kind of like... <laughs> no, with all the homages, you'll be able to chime in. Nah, I'll have something. Uh, so next I have Okami. Oh, the the the, 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 the Zelda yeah. the Zelda dog or wolf one. Um, so the point I or the part I put for this one was the ink brush. So in order to kill, I don't I don't remember if it was main bosses or just any enemy. You you basically had to pause the screen. You would make uh, a Japanese symbol, and that would seal him. Yeah, seal him or whatever. Um, so people loved this game. And mm-hmm. and I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, but I sucked at doing that. I I had it on the GameCube, GameCube PS2. Ooh, it's on Steam. I don't remember which one. And I also had it on the the Wii, and and I couldn't do it. I could never do these symbols ever, or I could, but it was frustrating because I could only do it like one every four times, and you know it's not fun if you was can't. it like it had to be super precision. Yeah, well I don't I don't even think it had to be. Completely precise, but it had to be relatively precise, and I just, for, for whatever reason, sucked at it. So I had to put down the controller f- because of it. I, I never beat this game. It always seemed really intriguing to me, but I never got through it. Hmm. Um, the next one would be, and I think this is in a lot of fighting games now, but this is the first time I, I noticed it. Uh, this game called, and you might know how to say this better than me, uh, Tatsunoko. It's like a anime company. Okay. You never heard of it? Never heard of it. Oh. Uh, versus Capcom. And, you know, it's just another, like, Marvel versus Capcom com game type game. But it just um, with these anime type characters. Or these anime characters from this company. What did you say it was called? Uh, Tatsu Noko. Versus Capcom? Mm-hmm. And you could set, like, all your special moves and super moves and all that. You could set it to simple button press. So you could basically just keep tapping the buttons and you would just do all these ridiculous attacks. <laughs> and I remember playing when he was, was easy mode. Yeah. I remember, I remember playing him when, uh, my son, when he was like nine and he had his set to that and he just destroyed me every time. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Why don't you, why don't you just set yours to that and then kick his butt and then tell him who's boss. <laughs> Send him home crying. I don't know. I didn't want because he's not as good at video games. I well, actually, I was like, I played no. all kinds of Street Fighter, and I'm really good at Street Fighter. Bring the pain. <laughs> they don't deserve any mercy. Hmm. I'll remember that for next time. Yeah. Um. I'll remember that for Sawyer. Yeah. Um. Gotta teach him somehow. I randomly put silent protagonist in here. That'll be for another podcast. Yeah, we'll save it for another podcast. Um. And then. Uncharted Lost Legacy and its open world section. 
And I don't know if they were just kind of experimenting, or maybe they're preparing for Last of Us Two. Yeah, that was probably them testing technology, them testing whether or not they had the know-how to actually get it done. It looked amazing, though. Exactly. Yeah, it really did. I actually really do kind of like projects from bigger uh, developers like that, where they they do a little something different, but it's never full uh all the way in kind of things like yeah they didn't just create an open world game they just created an open world section. chapter yeah and yeah. that way they were like okay okay this works okay this works oh okay so it looks like our technology can go this far we can actually get this to render up to this this and this and this okay this is as good as we can make this look okay cool now we know we can do this and then they <laughs> then sometimes some of the climbing <laughs> that you do in that game i'm just like it's a little wonky this is ridiculous like this is not humanly possible I mean, this is plenty of these games. It's not humanly but possible for you. That's. I'm like a climbing expert. Uh, I gotta get back. I gotta start doing P90X again. I guess. Sure. That's our new or, sponsor. Dang, we got a lot of sponsors this episode. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, another one I played was uh, this is basically Parasite Eve three, uh, called Third Birthday, and essentially the main character is now a spirit, and she can go into any body. And, but you can discard this body at any time and warp into a different one. And so this is how you had to progress. You essentially kept on warping into different soldiers. And if that soldier died, you had time to warp into another soldier. So you're basically just using these people right. as if they're puppets, even though they're real people in the game. Um, it. I mean... It kind of worked well, um, although like what you're actually doing is kind of seems wrong. Eh, they want to be used. They'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Secret of Mana, the charge attack. And Secret of Mana is like one of those weird games where people complain about it because they don't understand how the game works, but the game pretty was o- was very obvious about how it worked, and people just didn't pay attention. They just thought it was something, and they just. They they for, they didn't want to. What do you call it? I th- they didn't want to move the their interpretation of what the project should be. And so every there's a lot of people that I know, modern especially, like that played and like, oh, why is this so slow? Blah blah blah. I'm barely doing any damage. It takes forever to do everything. Blah blah blah. It's like yeah, you have to wait. It's like they t- yeah, you have to charge this thing. Tur- it's a turn based. It's well, it, when it, you're charging, you have to hold the button. And you walk slower at, mm-hmm. at the same time. But even then, like, even if you just constantly attack, 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 mm. one after another, your attacks get uh, really weak really quickly, and you have to wait. There's a bar at the bottom that literally fills up. Yeah. And then once you get that, it goes cling, and then you just attack. And then you just wait again. Or you could just keep on attacking and do little bits of damage, I guess, if you think that they have less than enough health or whatever to it was, just, him, it was attack and run, attack and run, attack and run. Yeah, but it was effectively a turn-based action RPG. That's kind of what they, they it, it ended up being, because even when you got skills, like that was the, that's the whole deal, yeah. Holy crap! This is totally the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Battle system. Yes. But it's kind of the battle system they've been trying to work on for the longest time. Yeah. If you think about fifteen, fifteen was almost like a playground for that kind of stuff. Um, they didn't necessarily have the strategy involved with uh, seven and more like the expansiveness of seven, um, the seven remake or whatever. But they definitely had like all the core mechanics there that mm-hmm. you could pause, that you could kind of choose things. That the menus were accessible pretty much at all times, 
and like that the game waited on you to complete it um and then um yeah but then they also said oh look we can we also have like you can just slice and dice as much as you want and then just dodge around we could do that too but then we like i said you and then like later on when they finally um pretty much unlocked the game and they let you be able to choose between characters it became even more like action yeah action and waiting do you remember have you ever seen that that gif where it's like the girl that gives the expression of like uh-uh uh uh-uh. well no nah, well uh uh-uh. mm mm okay <laughs> okay that was definitely my reaction to thinking about how i felt oh about like it. trying to trying to figure out whether or not you like it but you know you don't but you're like then, ah. then you see something about it and then you're like, you're like oh maybe nah yeah. no i'm good <laughs> nah 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 um and the last one on my list is uh is blue dragon and so you could basically search everything and so basically 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 every room you go in there's at least eight things that you can search and you'll get items from it okay everywhere okay you're constantly searching okay everywhere 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 what are you doing everywhere searching yeah okay you're slow <laughs> you obviously don't know how to search um it, it, you know it but wasn't that's a, a jrpg thing it wasn't in even general, a, though it was weird because it wasn't really a big deal like it was still rewarding somehow even though you have to do it so much but at the same time no i would i would still search everything today why not because i have to have everything why not but that's pretty much it. There's my list. I had a whole snippet for Shadow of the Colossus, but nah, that's too much. Yeah, it's it's a lot there actually. That's that that game in general has a lot of. That definitely seems like a mini episode. Just something. Oh yeah, something about good game design. For sure. Intuitive game design. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boss design mechanics and stuff. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, what do we got planned for next week? I think next week is Final Fantasy VII. Oh crap! Yeah. Oh crap! <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I need to make sure I. I have and then after that, that, the week after that, we're gonna do Final Fantasy VII remake. We're just gonna kind of discuss it. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That that bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like that. That was weird. I don't know either. It's okay though. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's okay. I feel like we're losing, or like maybe we're talking so much that I don't. <laughs> Like usually after the podcast, we like have all this other extra random stuff to say, but like the last two weeks, we're like, okay, yeah, okay, that's good. That's that, it. That's about it. <laughs> um, you, you don't have to go home, but you gotta get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Bryn, who's Bryn? Oh, or is that Duncan? I don't know because I don't keep track of the voices in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. Yep. That was a lot of interesting things to 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 pour over. Yeah, also, I probably I probably could have broken this down uh and elaborated a little bit more, but yeah. But I mean, if you really think about it, a lot of these things that we discuss kind of are it's still kind of like a peek into how we look at game design, peek at how we look at the into storytelling, a mm-hmm. peek at how we look into like the things to prioritize. And hopefully one of these days you'll be able to see the like the fruition of all of these uh, these thoughts and and uh, priorities and what's it and who's it. We'll see. Hopefully, 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't see anything from both of us, you'll see at least projects from me. You, yeah, that, that makes sense. Because I'm that guy. I ain't got no keys. Yeah, I'm wife. time restrained, but uh, yeah, we we have the ideas. Yeah. So. Well, on that note, next week will be fun. If it is Final Fantasy VII, if it's something else, who knows? No, it's Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. Well, if it's not. <laughs> Are you saying that you want? I can make it something else. I don't know. It'll probably be Final Fantasy VII, but if it's not, then it isn't. So yeah. I don't know what it Until would be. Until next time, it's. It, I don't know what it would be either. Until next time. 